Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Uh, there was a gentleman that got out of a relationship and he said, well, I'm going to try online dating. And he said, I tried it recently. And this isn't me. This is just a, okay, I've got, I'm married. So online dating for me is just texting my wife. Okay. But this person said, I tried online dating recently and it's really refreshing. The ladies I contact actually really want to get to know you. Last night, my favorite prospective girlfriend was asking me really great questions about my life. Like, my first pet's name, the street that I grew up on. She even wanted to know about my mom and her maiden name. His first time, right? I'd like to preach this morning on the thought, God laid it on my heart and I've preached concerning it and uh, in times past, but sometimes you need to hear things again. I would like to preach on the thought of a message, hitting the reset or hit the reset. In, a, in times in our life, you know that our computer needs it, our phone needs it. Uh, <laughs> I have an iPhone and... Uh, you know that you can have like 20 or 30 windows open. That means all of these applications are running, but you don't see them. And my wife will help me out, right? She'll, she'll open it. She goes, why do you have all these windows open? And she'll flip them all closed. Why? Because if you don't realize this, it slows your operating system down to have all the windows continuously running at once. You might only see one but it's pulling down your battery. And you know what? It's the same way with our life. We can be thinking of so many different things at once and it can be draining our life. You know that before the reset uh, button on our phone and really all you have to do is turn your phone off, right? And turn it back on and it resets an Apple product. I don't know, is there a reset feature on an Android it's similar? You just turn it off and turn it back on. That's pretty awesome, right? You know that God really made that in the Old Testament? He made that, and now we don't abide by the Jewish Sabbath. Uh, Jesus Christ rose on a Sunday, and we worship God. It's called the Lord's Day, the first day of the week. And uh, that has become, the Catholic Church didn't ordain this, but the early church would worship on the first day of the week. Paul said, set aside your offerings when I come on the first day of the week. And uh, uh, the Bible says that John the Revelator was in the spirit on the Lord's Day. That's the first day of the week. Now, it's not exalting one day above another. Look, I'm a Christian seven days a week. But it's interesting. Let me share this from the Old Testament. Exodus chapter 31 and verse 17. And God was speaking to his people. He said, it is a sign, what? The Sabbath between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth 
And on the seventh day, he did what? Rested. I like this. And if you read the last part of the verse, it gives us an insight into God's wisdom with the Sabbath. And was refreshed. Now you have that little circle on your phone, right? You can refresh a web page. You can refresh the application that you're running. But you know, sometimes our day, our season, our life, our spirit, we need to hit that refresh button and come back up. You know, sometimes your phone will freeze, right? You know, sometimes it can happen like that in life. We'll just freeze. You'll go through something negative and you'll freeze. You'll bring a negative, you know, that a negative experience at McDonald's. You say, I can't believe it. Or someone cuts you off, right? Someone cuts you off in traffic, right? And you get so mad. Now, they might not even know they have cut you off. And they're driving down the road, just listening to their music, smiling. And they're living rent-free in your head. Because they have cut you off, you're mad, they don't know, they're distracted by their kid or the McDonald's fries that have fallen on the ground, right? And they just cut you off. But you know what? We freeze and our screen freezes on the negative. Brethren, sometimes we need to reset. We need to say, I'm going to let that go. Say, oh, preacher, you mean let someone cut you off? You know what? They're going to do it anyway. I'll just slow down and I'll begin to worship God and let God reset my screen. The first thing now, uh, computers... Back in the day. Now, I'm 48. I don't know if I can claim back in the day. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, maybe I can, okay? (laughs) You know, back in my day, we had phones in the house, and they had a cord on them, and you would plug them into the wall, right? And, you know, back, back in the day, when you'd speed dial, you would take a pen, and you would stick it. It looked like a clock face with numbers assigned to each, right? And there would be something with holes in it. And you'd go, tch, 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 tch. And, and the fastest you could do it with the pen, it was faster than the finger. That was how we speed down back in the day. And how you reset computers back in the day, you had three keys that you would press. And, you know, do they still do this? Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Control. Alt, delete. Now, I used to do it like I was a composer, right? So I would put my fingers down and it was like magic. I would lift my hands up with flair. No one was there, but I was really hoping it would work because I didn't understand why it wasn't working and was hoping something would happen. So I would do that several times, right? Hoping that if I did that, it would make it work even better. But Control, alt, delete. And so that's what I'd like to look at on hitting the reset in our lives. These three applications are these three words. First of all, control. You know, it says, if any man be in Christ. If any man be in Christ. In these last few years, things have been out of control. (laughs) And uh, I talked to a gentleman he owns a gym here and uh, saw him outside of a, a store and he, he told me, now if you're a gym owner, they shut your gyms down. I think was it 2020 or 2021, but you still have to pay the rent. You still have to pay your bills. And he shared with me something like this. I just saw him in the parking lot. It's not the gym that I go to, but I, he's a, kind of like a neighbor of ours close by. He shared with me how much in life is not in our control. 
You know, one thing that it made us realize in COVID is there's things in our life that are out of our control. You know, sometimes we think, well, if I can get this in order, and if I can get that in order, and if I can get in this, and if I can get my kid under control, good luck, right? But you know, and sometimes you say, oh, you try to hold on to it, but really, that's exactly the opposite of what God wants us to do. Now, it's good to put things in order as you can, make a plan, but someone said uh, in the military, no plan survives first contact intact. What does that mean? When someone starts shooting and your plan goes out the window. I think Mike Tyson said it this way. He said, everyone has a good plan until someone comes and hits you in the face. You know that all of us have these plans and then when they get out of control, say, preacher, what do you do? Instead of hitting the control key, what we need to do is let God be in control of our life. Instead of saying, God, I need this in control and that in control. You know, I found as a young person, I realized for me to get control, it's counterintuitive, right? I need to let God be God. I need to let God be in control of my life. You know, it's incredibly freeing to say, God, instead of my finances being in control, me being in control of my health, let God be the one that is the lifter of my head. Let God be the one that giveth me power. He gives us power, the Bible says, to get well. But when we met God, God, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, you see the first thing is a preacher, my life's out of control. Why don't you give it to God? Give him all of the puzzle pieces. Don't you hate those puzzles that you buy from the thrift store? You wonder why they're 10 cents, right? Because you're about done, right? You're about done making it, and you're like, it's like a buck tooth or no, a gap tooth puzzle, right? So you get done, and there's like three pieces missing. And you look under the bed, and you look under the couch, and it's like, they just weren't in there. You know where they are? Right, in someone else's house, right? They're under their couch or their bed. But you know, when you give God the control, give him not 997 pieces of your life. Give him all 1,000 and say, God, everything, all of my discouragements, all of my problems, God, I'm going to give them to you. And when you give God everything and let God be in control, brethren, God can give you a reset. And when God comes into your life, the Bible doesn't say that you need to confess all your sins. Now, if you've heard that, uh, the Bible says that actually that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, it says, if any man be in Christ, so the way to get to Christ would probably be to do what? Confess Christ. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Now, not uh, Yahweh, not Jehovah, not Allah, not, not uh, Buddha, not Krishna, but the Bible says the Lord Jesus. And there are some people that say, well, Jesus wasn't really God. You know, I read an incredible statement. You know what the word incredible means? It's hard to believe. It is beyond belief, right? But we don't mean it that you shouldn't believe it. It's just such an amazing statement that it's hard to believe. And it's John chapter 1 and verse 1. And it said, in the beginning was the Word. I like that. You know that when you go all the way back to the beginning of time, God was already there. <laughs> Who is the Word? Jesus because it says in the, the, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus became flesh, born of a virgin named Mary. 
But it says in the beginning, so you go all the way back to the beginning, Jesus is already there. You know that I like that? Jesus is outside of space and time. Jesus was never created. He said before Abraham was, I am. Jesus said I'm not in that past, present, future stuff because I'm the same yesterday, I'm the same today, and I'm the same forever. It is an incredible statement. The Bible says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. I like that. Not just next to God, but that he has the righteousness of the Father. He is equal with the Father. That made the Pharisees very mad, but he made himself equal with God. That is an incredible statement. But then it really blows us out of the water when you read the last part of John chapter 1 and verse 1. Man, this is exciting. It said the word was God. Man, I like that. That the Bible says, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. When we give God control, he says, oh, you're giving me control? Let me give it back to you. I'm thankful that when you do things as unto the Lord, that God will return it to you, but he'll bless it and then give it back. You know, my daughter's finding that out. It's an amazing thing. Uh, and she's a, she's a giver, even my daughter. Uh, and say, well, do you give her money? Mm, not really. <laughs> but God, God just, God just, it, it, it's amazing. And it's not to me, it comes to her. You know, if you give, God will bless you. And uh, it's just in his heart. Whether it's your life that you give to God, God will make it better and give it back. Whether it's your attitude, God will make it better. Have you ever had to give your attitude to God? No? Man, am I, I'm married. You don't even have to know it. Someone will tell you. <laughs> like, your attitude's off. Like, have you ever resisted it? <laughs> no, it's not. I'm fine. And then you're like, why, why do I say that? <laughs> and so my, my wife and daughter found a door open in a van and uh, outside of a grocery store yesterday. Yesterday. And so we thought, well, there's stuff in that van, so we better take it. No. <laughs> So they went into the store and tried to find whose van it was and just, uh, you know, determined it was probably a certain lady's van and came out and just waited there. And so I figured I'd go wait there too, just, you know, just, you know, just kind of make sure that no one comes and avails themselves of, a, you know, the five-finger discount of the person's stuff. Their, their sliding door was open. You know, you can hit the key or something accidentally, your door opens. That's the blessing and the curse of those automatic, you know, keys. And so the lady came back and... And she was really thankful, and, and uh, we began to talk about God, and, she, uh, and uh, she just whipped out some money and gave it to my daughter. It was, it was $9, but to a kid, that's a million bucks. And I'm thinking, going, wow, God, in, in a different way, God, thank you for showing her. Because in a kid, nine bucks is like the rest of the, She went and bought an ice cream that was way overpriced. I'm like, you spent $3 for this little thing. It's a Dixie cup. And I was like, but it's her money. It's her money. You know what? We've all done it, haven't we? We've all done it, right? So I just tried to shut up, shut up. It wasn't me that bought it. But God, and you know what? And she what? She gave, she gave an offering today. But here's what I'm saying. When you give God control and put God first, God can take that giving, multiply it, 
And give it right on back. And God does that. Why? Because that's the way that God is. God loves the world. And God wants to do things in our life. And when we give him control, the disciple, our David, the psalmist says, God created me a clean heart. I can't do it myself. I can't fix myself. But if I give my life to Jesus, then I can fix myself. You know that uh, it's really, it's interesting. The next thing is the alternate key, Right? alternate key so there was a key on the computer that when you pressed the alternate key in a combination with another key or set of keys it enables special commands to be accessed if you use the alternate key it makes something to something else if any man be in Christ the Bible says he's a new creature you know that it's interesting God can do something a different way when we press the alternate key, God can do something a different way than we think it might be done. Say, preacher, but I need, a, I need more than $9. I need that kind of blessing. You know, sometimes God changes our circumstances when we pray. You know what he does other times? He changes us. Have you ever had that happen? God, I need finances. And they go down. Anyone ever have that <laughs> No? No, I'm me. <laughs> Say, well, you're just a preacher. Right, I'm just a preacher. You think I'd have special powers, right? Well, don't you believe God? I do believe God. And I do trust God. But I also have walked with God. And you know what God does sometimes? I'm not a prosperity preacher. I'm just a preacher, okay? But uh, it's interesting. Sometimes God will do things a different way. And I don't like it. But you know what? God has a reason for everything he does in our lives. Do you remember reading in the book of Acts when Peter and John went up to the, the gate, beautiful? They were going to church. And th- so Peter and John were going to the, at the church at the hour of prayer. They were going into the synagogue to worship God. And it said that there was a man who was uh, lame. That means he could not walk. He was lame from his mother's womb. Yes, before someone is born, they are alive. And this isn't a political debate. But Jesus leapt, uh, that John the Baptist, excuse me, leapt in the womb. Jeremiah, God said, before you were formed in the womb, I knew you and called you. So God actually knows the kid before they actually come out. This man, his condition happened while he was a baby in his mother's belly, in her womb. And the Bible says they uh, laid him daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, so he could ask alms. Now, it's not wrong to ask an alms or to beg if you have no other means of support. It's not wrong. And the Bible says, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. So they asked Peter and John, you got a dollar? You ever had that happen to you? I'm preaching on alternate, right? You know, sometimes God does things a different way. What if he could meet your need a different way than with money? So I bought some water for the church with my money, not with the church money, but we do that too, thank God. If you want a bottle of water after church. So I've got this 24-pack of water 
and I'm walking out of the store and a lady comes up to me and says, can I have $2? And so I asked her a question. For what? Was that mean? Well, it's my money. I can ask what it's for. She said, I want to go buy some water. <laughs> she hit the jackpot, right? <laughs> you think? What do you think I said? Oh, here's $2. Let me move the water up to my shoulder while I give you. <laughs> you ain't going to buy much water with two bucks, right? But I have 24 bottles of water. You know what I would have given her? Up to 24 bottles of water. I was, I mean, I delivered right to you. All she had to do was stick her hand out. What do you think she said? No, no. And then I, and then I looked at her and then I said, no, ma'am. And said, preacher, well, why? Why are you being so mean? I was answering if that was indeed her desire. I was answering her her, her, her prayer in spades. I mean, I'm like, you can, I will carry this for, I will hand them to you as you drink them. I will point you to the nearest restroom when you get done drinking, right? But I'm thankful that, you know, some God, sometimes God, he does that with us. You know what Peter said? He was asked for an alms. God said, give me $2, right? Peter said, truthfully, he said, silver and gold. Have I not? And you know what? Sometimes we can get frustrated if our pocket is empty. You ever had that happen? <laughs> I want to go out to, to Zaxby's, but silver and gold have I none. <laughs> I want to use my Starbucks app, but it has no silver and gold or even gold status, right? It has nothing. I want to get gas, but I have no silver or gold on my debit card. I have no silver and gold borrowed on my credit card. There's nothing. And that's what Peter said. He said, I'm fresh out. But notice this. Isn't it true, and let me put this, that God might actually constrain us to where we don't have that avenue that seemed to always get us out of trouble so that we would look to him instead? Amen? My wife's smiling because it's what I'm going through, right? <laughs> They say, preacher, you're going through rough times. No, God's hitting the reset. And sometimes all God wants is us to look up at him. And, you know, that's what it was shared. Peter said, silver and gold have I none. My budget is tapped out, right? My budget is easy. I go on the computer, nothing. Man, that's a blessing, right? I did my budget. What do you have? Nothing. <laughs> it took me 10 seconds, right? Just turn on the computer. Nothing, zero. But notice this. You know, sometimes I believe that God lets us go through things so we can stop looking at those things and those blessings and start looking to him. Amen? You know what? If, if he had a bunch of money, maybe he never would have, this never would have happened. He was like, here's your two bucks. Now, it's not wrong to give someone money. I, I, I have no disdain for that. I believe that when someone asks you for money, you should pray, just like Peter did. And if God gives me the green light, I will give with a smile on my face. But I just don't want to do it just because someone says it. I'd like God to speak to my heart that I will be a blessing and not an enabler. Okay, that's really the, the answer. So, and if you just want to go hand money out, man, that's a blessing too. That's your money. But Jesus, or, or excuse me, Peter said, but such as I have. Let me tell you something that I have. When you have your new name written down in glory, you have access to Jesus Christ. 
you have access to the power of Jesus Christ. You have access by prayer unto him. And God will move when you speak. You know that God moved according to the word of Moses. He answered according to someone's prayer. Say, but I'm older. I have this, right? Sometimes when nothing else works out, God's saying, look unto me, all ye ends of the earth. And the Bible said, be saved. And he said, but such as I have, I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I like this. Better than two bucks, right? Rise up and walk. And then he put his hand out, grabbed him by the right hand, lifted him up. I like that. He said, let me help you out here. And the Bible says immediately his feet and ankle bones received, not from Peter, but from God by the Holy Ghost, received strength. And I like this. Then God took over, right? And he leaping up stood. And then he did what? Man, this feels so good. Let me take a step and see if I fall over. And he didn't fall over. And he began to walk. And he said, this feels pretty good. Let me do something else. It said he began to walk where now his life had direction into the temple. Man, if God can do something in my life, I think I'm going to dedicate my life unto someone that could do something that nothing else could. And the, the Bible says he began to enter into the temple walking. And then I like this. He said, exciting, leaping. And then the Bible said, praising God. You know that that blind Bartimaeus began to praise God and people said, shut up. But he praised him the more a great deal. He began to cry out. And you know what? I believe after he got his blindness healed, he kept praising God. And you know that a lot of times people don't like it. But brethren, keep praising God. Because you see, I believe when we sing and we praise from our heart, just like in the Old Testament, I was reading in the book of Chronicles, God can set an ambush against your enemies. What are you doing? They had a special forces choir in the Old Testament. And they began to sing, and they began to praise, and God began to go to work on our enemies. And you know that when we sing and praise God, brethren, sometimes that's what we need to do. Get our attitude a reset. You know, it feels good to sing and to praise God, right? Have you ever sang and heard a good worship gospel song and you're like, man, I feel good. And you walk in and people are looking at you like, what happened to you? It's not what happened to me. I'm going through something, but something's going through me. And the worship and the praise of God is giving me another way to look at something. You know, when I'm going through something and my wife comes to the piano, we need options, right? You know, sometimes we think it's either this or that. It's my way if you're a parent. Or the highway. You know, sometimes our kids don't need what we think they need. Sometimes they need a hug. Are you against uh, uh, disciplining your kids? No, I'm not against disciplining my kids. But I want my kid to be treated the same way I want God to treat me. I need lots of love. God bless my daughter because she's a living illustration. God bless all preachers' kids. My, my wife heard her banging around in a room. And then she said out loud, right? I need a hug. And someone came in contact with my wife. Would you give her a hug? You know, sometimes that's what we need, right? Sometimes that's what your kids need. Well, they need to be stern. You know, we're bigger than our kids. And look, let me tell you, I'm fully understanding what the Bible says about discipline. But don't our kids need love? They need forgiveness. They need that reset that comes from, I'm not going to deny you because you messed up. 
I'm going to give you mercy. I'm going to give you grace. You know what that is? There's difference. Mercy is you don't get what you deserve. That's when the cop pulls you over and lets you off with a warning. That's mercy. Grace is similar, but it's different. Grace is you do get what you don't deserve. Have you ever brought a coupon into Publix and it was expired? Uh, sir, this is expired like 10 years ago. I mean, it's all faded out and brown. But if you go to Publix, I will honor it anyway. <laughs> I love Publix. What is that? Grace. You do get what you don't deserve. You know, mercy and grace is found in Jesus Christ. It's another way. What if you could just reset? The last thing and the last key is a delete key, right? You know that I'm thankful when you reset the blood of Jesus Christ, it just deletes all your sin. Sometimes when I reset my, my phone or the computer, I don't even know what the problem was. It was in code somewhere, right? It was some virus or something. I don't care what the problem is. Just delete it. You know, sometimes you don't remember who even started the argument in your house between you and your wife because the original argument's long gone. Now you're just upset like the Hatfields and McCoys and you're just like throwing bombs left and right. But you know what? We just need to hit the delete. It's like, God, just delete it all. Just knock it all out. Uh, there was a preacher preaching a, a revival and uh, this little, this lady was on her phone in the service. And he said, what were you doing after, after the service? She said, I was deleting all that porn off my phone. What was she doing? Just get it off. You know, God created me a clean heart. Maybe we can delete the worry window. You worried about something, remember? This, this, this month, you worried about something? How, how much did it help you? <laughs> Why don't you delete that and just let God work it out? Why don't you delete the envy window? Just delete it and say, God, I don't have to compare myself with someone else. I want to be what you made me. The Control-Alt-Delete, I'm about to close. It was originally designed, did you know this, as Control-Alt-Escape. Did you know that? Those three keys. Control-Alt-Escape. All these keys were on the left side of the keyboard. Do you know that? You probably do. But they could be bumped accidentally with one hand, like your elbow, right? Or your coffee falls over. Hopefully not. Someone suggested Control-Alt on the left side of the keyboard and replacing Escape with the Delete key, which is all the way over on the right. The Delete key is on the far right side, and the idea was you had to use two hands to reset your computer. It had to be on purpose, right? You had to want to do it. And you know what? It's the same thing in God. If we really want a reset, it has to be on purpose. <laughs> we have to use two hands. What does that symbolize? All that I am and all that God is. And you know, when we raise our hands, we just say, God, I surrender. It's been shared this, that... Uh, one of the greatest things that you could do is go to war with America and lose. You know why? Ask Japan, ask Germany. They went to war with America in World War II. Well, what happened? They lost. I don't know if you've been to Germany or Japan. I've been to both. They're not bombed out. They're phenomenal countries. Do you know why? Because after they surrendered, America 
help them rebuild into what they are today. But with heads bowed and eyes closed, it's the same way with God. If you've been at war with God, just surrender. And it's the best thing you can do. And he'll rebuild you back and he will build you back in an extraordinary way. Give him control. And Christians, hit the alternate key. Maybe God's going to solve your problem without dollars. Maybe he's going to solve it with divine healing. Maybe he's going to solve it with divine love. Maybe he's going to grow us some resilience and some patience. And God, help us all to hit the delete key. If something didn't work out, just delete it. And let the blood of Jesus Christ wash over it. And let me tell you, you've had to pray that prayer, but God will answer it in you. Let's find a place to pray. These altars are open. It's a meeting place with God. Control, all, delete. Hit the reset in your life today. Lord, have your way, God. I remember who I was. I was lost, God, Jesus. God's dealing with you about something, give it to him today. Don't let it go. Don't let it run your life. Delete those windows by the power, by the grace of God. If any man be in Christ, if any woman be in Christ, control. He or she's a new creature alternate. Delete. The old things are passed away. Delete. Delete. And behold, all things are become new. The next verse says, all things are about God will put his life in everything that you are.
may pray as long as you like. God bless you is our prayer. We've got service tonight at 6 o'clock. we got Bible study at 7.30. If you want to go crazy, you want to go soul winning with us, we, we go soul winning and invite people to church at 6.30 on Tuesday. Next Sunday is Father's Day. If you know a father, invite him to church. Invite him to church. And, uh, and just maybe they'll come. Say, well, they won't. You know, one of the greatest things that you can do to change your life is begin to be concerned about other people. But they've done me wrong, but haven't we done God wrong? God gave us a chance. <laughs> Amen. God used Osama bin Laden. Really? No, but he used Paul. And Paul persecuted the church and hated the church and wasted the church and put the church in prison. And God changed his life and made him the greatest apostle that ever put on a pair of sandals. Okay? God can change people. But God can change Osama. Not now. It's too late for him. But God can change anybody. God loves us. So give him a chance. Give them a chance and spread some love. Everyone's going through something. Show them the love of Jesus Christ. You've got it in you to share. And the more you give, the more you get to share. Amen. God bless you is our prayer. And then two weeks from now, we're going to have like a potluck together. And it's right before the July 4th. So come be with us. Bring some good food that like we love. I mean, God knows. We've got an awesome congregation that brings all kinds of good food. So that's two weeks from now. And then Father's Day, we want to get something from the fathers. And we don't even know what it is yet. God bless you is our prayer. Let's dismiss. God is good to us. Brother Chris, would you dismiss us in prayer? God bless you is our prayer. Hit the reset.